So glad you're here today. I want to talk about um, your reflex action this morning. So last time I went in and got a physical, sitting on the desk, uh, the doctor had this little hammer with a rubber thing on the end of it and came to my knee and went like this. And, and I knew what was supposed to happen. My knee was supposed to go out. And I don't quite understand that, but he must hit a nerve when he does that. So then he went to the next one, hit on that too, and nothing happened. <laughs> Uh-oh, where's my reflex? What's going on here? And he just gave up. He said, oh, oh well, you know, <laughs> I don't have any nerve there or something. But you've probably experienced that before when, when the doctor, whoever hits that, and your knee just automatically, you didn't tell it to do it, but automatically. So what I'm going to talk about this morning is this automatic reaction that in Christ that we are developing and that we should have. Because all of us have the knee-jerk reaction in the flesh. When something first happens to us, the flesh wants to respond. And by now, you've been learning to go, oh, I need to count to 10 or whatever. You've been learning that that first reaction needs to be stopped. And you maybe you need to take a breath. And then you need to respond in the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit working in you. But he wants us to be even more and more trained in this walk that when something happens, we automatically respond in the Spirit. And so the first, the first thing that you and I need to do when stuff happens, because it's going to happen. It's not if it happens. It's when it's happened what is my response, my reflex reaction? How is that going to happen? And so the first thing that we're going to learn today is that you connect with God, the one that has given you the power to live this new life in Christ through the Holy Spirit, is to connect with them. And we call that prayer. And whether it's just in your mind or whether it's out, it just comes out. It's something happens and it's, Jesus, I need your help. Whatever that is, that's what he's grooming for us. And we're going to see that this is how the disciples, to the disciples responded. The first thing they did was start praying. They just, the, the reaction was prayer. When they heard about what had happened, they all responded in connecting with God. And then the second thing they did was they acknowledged the times. We've been doing that a lot lately, especially since COVID. We've been acknowledging the signs of the times. So that's the second thing they did was they acknowledged the signs. But what we have done as believers is we've acknowledged the signs in the prophecy. Many of us are saying, aha, it did say that this was going to start happening. And so... That's what they've done, is they've acknowledged the signs of the times using Scripture. So, there we go. We got, this is what we're going to find out today, is that the first thing is that when stuff happens, we acknowledge God and we praise Him. We acknowledge Him in our praise, our connecting with Him. Second thing we're going to learn today is that we acknowledge the signs of the times. You know, we're not going to bury our head in the sand. We're going to acknowledge what's going on. And the third thing that we're going to see the disciples do and what we're learning to do is we're going to ask, how do I participate in your plan? We're going to ask for help. All right. 
So the Holy Spirit is about to teach us together something, but there's also, there's something that each of you have that you're going through that's different than other people. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today right there where you need that. So I want to pray that you and I are open to what the Holy Spirit's going to do through his word. He's called the sword of the spirit that he's going to come right in to you and I. And so the question is, are you open for that, for the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart right where you really need it? And then for us as a group. So let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you that we come before you. And Lord, you've been so patient with us. And we just want to acknowledge you that you've been patient and your love for us. And we just want to thank you, Lord God, that your kingdom is a kingdom of love. And when we really understand how much you love us, we want to love you back with the lives that you've, the lives that you've given us to live. Our life. And so we thank you, Lord God. Father, there's no mistake that uh, we've come together here. Some of us have been coming together for years here uh, to meet together and to be encouraged by you with each other. And some, uh, maybe it's been, this is the first time in a long time in this particular gathering. But whatever it is, uh, you have a divine appointment for us personally here this morning to hear from your spirit and We need direction. And so would you answer that today? And also, Lord God, as a group of brothers and sisters following after you, would you help us in that direction that you have for us here on this corner and how we fit in with all the rest of your children and your gatherings all over the world? So we bless your name and we thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, um, Acts chapter 4. We have, we're partway through it, Acts chapter 4, we're at verse 23. And so just to back up what's been happening is that Peter and John were on their way to the temple and uh, all of a sudden the Spirit just through Peter said to the, to the crippled man, silver and gold have I none, be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He reached down, pulled him, the guy was jumping around, caused a commotion But with that platform of commotion that they were caused, they were speaking the name of Jesus. They were saying it's because of Jesus' power and his authority that this man is saved. And over 5,000 men came to know Jesus through that. What happened there? So last week we talked about each of us have a platform to speak Jesus. And what happens when we are given that opportunity, we may not see it, But things are happening and it's changing people's lives to come to faith in Christ and for others to be encouraged. So each of you have been directed by God himself, has has arranged that each of you have a platform, whether it's with your kids just in your home or um, it's online even or where you work, where you go to school. So just acknowledging that God has set you up to be a part of his plan and saying, Lord, use me. And so they were used by God. And so they were brought in for questioning. And when they were brought in for questioning, they noticed some things. So if you back up with me and go to Acts chapter 4, verse 13, this is what is recorded there. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and per- 
perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, um, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That people around us would realize that you've been with Jesus. Pastor Van Vleck used to say that almost every time after our men's study in the morning, we, have a men, we used to have a men's breakfast. We, we kind of have a snack time now on Saturdays. But he would end the time saying, and may those around us perceive that we have been with Jesus today. Isn't that amazing to think about? That's what God wants for each one of us. So they stood before them and they saw these three men, the crippled man and Peter and and John, radically changed men. They were speaking with boldness and a miracle had happened and they were speaking the name of Jesus and the the lame man was jumping up and down whatever he was doing. And they didn't have anything to say except they warned them. They didn't mind the miracle so much, but they warned them not to speak in this name. Wow. Seems like that's happening around our country and around the world. Don't speak the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. No wonder they don't want power in the name of Jesus changes lives. So whenever we get the opportunity, there's power in the name of Jesus. So that's what's happening. So then they warned them and they sent them on the way. They threatened them. They said, okay, go on your way, but don't speak in that name again. So however they threatened them, I don't know exactly what, they look, what that looked like, but they threatened them. So we're going to pick up now at verse 23, and we're going to go through 31, and we're going to see three things. The first thing, we're going to see that they acknowledge God in praise for what had happened. So verse 23 and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders said to them. Verse 24. When they heard that, they raised their voice to God all together and they said, Lord, you are God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in it. And I want to stop right there. So, They acknowledged God by praising him over something amazing that just happened. They acknowledged God and they begin praising him. So that's our first lesson. When stuff happens, acknowledge God in praise. So what were, other than uh, the man was healed and uh, they ended up not really getting hurt by the chief priests, but maybe you can help me. What, what in their minds were they praising this God of all creation about? What were they praising him about? Do you, do you have some thoughts on that? Just raise your hand if you have some thoughts. If you were there and you heard what had happened with Peter and John and now the lame man that's not lame anymore, um, and then their interaction with the chief priests, what would be one of the things that you would be praising God for in that moment. Yes, Howard. Even the chief priest that may have been walking by and saw that same man said a prayer for him themselves. Okay. Pray. Okay. They may, that may have been an answered prayer as the, the leaders, the chief priests maybe prayed for this lame man. So they're, they're praising God. So, the, when the disciples go back and they talk and they report 
to their companions what had happened. They began praising God. They began praising Any other thoughts of what they would have been praising God about in that midst? Okay. So some things come to mind for me. Yes. Well, he's a creator. He's created everything. <laughs> he's the creator. He's looking after them and they're praising him for, for even acknowledging their existence because without him, they would merely not exist. Okay. So. Everything to God. Everything to God. So they start praising him and he's the creator and so... They're acknowledging the one that has given them life. This is what, that, that could have been part of that whole thing as we acknowledge you for life. Yeah, Carol, what were you thinking? Yeah, they didn't get whipped. They didn't get, but there's one thing I thought of too is that their master did and their master was crucified and they're praising the Lord. Interesting. Do you remember the story that has now gone on over and over again of uh, the five missionaries that were killed uh, in 1952, was it? 56. 56. And so they went into this native group that were hostile. And at first it was very friendly and then each one of them got killed. And what was amazing about that is when that had happened, after that had happened, a mission movement that had never been known in the world took place, that all of a sudden people were signing up to be missionaries to go. To go, what? These five men had been killed. What do you mean? But there was something that changed in a whole lot of people's... The mission movement changed throughout the world and so many people came and now wanted to go on the mission field. What? That doesn't make any sense unless the Holy Spirit is saying, would you give up your life like these five men? It, it triggered something in the spirit of believers that said, sign me up. What? So... The first lesson that we're hearing today is that when stuff happens, whether it's because now we're praising the Lord because we're going to suffer with Jesus like Jesus or we're going to experience amazing miracles or just, just acknowledging that we're alive because of him. Why? So the question I have is, why is God's creation so impressive? Why did they start out praising God for his creation what what it is and and Keith was talking about that it's because he's our existence but what are some things that are in creation that are impressive to you what are some things just thinking about creation people and 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 the whole universe what are some things that are impressive to you just raise your hand there's some one thing that you go yes the ocean is impressive. <laughs> There's a whole different world underneath there. <laughs> the ocean is impressive. Yes. Uh, I have a barn sparrow in, up in my east. A barn sparrow. And the babies were trying to fly. <laughs> they were so cute. <laughs> the babies were trying to fly. That impressed her to watch God's creation. Baby birds, baby sparrows 
starting to fly. Anybody else? What impresses you about God's creation? Uh, over here, Diane. The way our bodies have been made and put together, self-healing and all, often in many cases, I mean, yeah. we didn't just evolve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get cut and our bodies automatically self-heal. It's amazing. And Yes. Sunrises and sunsets. Oh, sunrise, sunset. Yeah. 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 The Mel. The stars. the stars, the heavens and the stars. Natalie and I have been out on the deck uh, spending a few nights and just the stars, just amazing. And the darker it gets, the more they show up. It is. So I wrote down a couple of things about creation. Um, power. When you see this creation, it's, there's power. Power. Um, beauty. We talked about beauty. Um, what does it say in Psalm 19? That the heavens declare the glory of God, right? And we look at that and we go, God, wow. And then um, creativity, intelligence, intelligent design, right? Um, uh, the, the unimaginable um, bigness of God. And yet, down to the smallest, he's, he's there. Um, order. There's order of things. It's not chaos, but there's order, okay? Um, He's the source of life, and we are a part of it. So I want to say our assignment then is when stuff happens, good or bad, we acknowledge God and we begin praising him. Wouldn't that be just a beautiful thing that would transition from this day on forever for you is that when you get hurt or something happens or somebody says something to you, you begin just praising God. (laughs) What is wrong with him? You start praising God for his creation, for his beauty. Just, isn't that a cool reaction? So acknowledge God by praising him when stuff happens. When stuff happens. I tried that the other day. I was helping Natalie move some stuff and I tripped over this thing, almost fell. And I, start, I said, thank you, Jesus. I started praising Jesus. It was a different reaction, but it was kind of a cool that maybe I can switch this knee-jerk reaction to when stuff happens to begin praising the Lord. Amen? So praising the Lord. The disciples, when Jesus first sent them out with power uh, to proclaim his name and to heal and to cast out demons, they came back and they were impressed with his power. They said, even the demons are subject to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's a weird thing to think that the demons shudder when we pray in Jesus' name. (laughs) That kind of power that he says through you that you can walk and talk and have being. So what does praise look like? What does that look like to you? So I love this um, life verses that Dale always says. It's Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 that says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Acknowledge him. So when stuff happens, acknowledge him in praise. So this is what they did. So the second thing they did is they acknowledged him in the signs of the times. So 
pick up at verse 25 through 28 and look at what they do. So altogether, they begin praising God for creation. And then they acknowledged him in prophecy of what David said and, and then who Jesus is. So watch this in verse 25. They said, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. So they heard this prophecy. Matter of fact, that is Psalm uh, 2. Psalm 2 is where they're quoting this. So they're acknowledging the signs of the times in Scripture, and watch what happens next. They apply it right here and right now, and they say in verse 27, Truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, and both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together, And then he says something really amazing. He says, or they say all together, to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. They acknowledge the signs of the times that what was prophesied through David back in Psalm 2 was happening. The prophecy was being fulfilled In Jesus Christ, that the kings were all gathered and even God's people against the anointed one, against the Messiah. And they said, your holy servant, Jesus. So they acknowledged that right then it was happening. Wow. Acknowledge the signs of the times. And then they did something so unusual. But they recognize the sovereignty of God. And they said, according to a predetermined plan. So what was prophesied to happen and what happened to Jesus was a predetermined plan by your hand. What? Suffering is predetermined? Jesus suffered so that we could have new life. When we love people, When we love people, the the most amazing kind of love is when we sacrifice ourselves for another. But they said, look at this verse here. In verse 28, to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. There's somebody um, that most of you know and a lot of you don't know that usually sits right back there um, through all these years. His name is Elray. And so um, he hasn't been able to come to church for a while. But if you ever get to talk to him, he'll end up saying somewhere in there, the Lord knows what he's doing. I don't know. I I don't understand it. But he's with me. I know he's with me. I'm just going, oh, man. every time I'm with him, he says the same thing. He is latched on to that. A predetermined plan, whether it's suffering or where you're experiencing the greatest of times, acknowledging God and a predetermined plan. 
that he has specific uh, marks for you to hit. You could say that. Okay? So he has a plan for you to go over here and you're to be here and to accomplish his will. And then he's got a place over here for you and there's people around you that you are to be here right now. A predetermined plan, whether you've planned it or not. We have some people in this room, I'm not going to mention names, they just got back from a cruise up to Alaska. Well, it's interesting to think that even that was a predetermined plan. Even though they made arrangements and all that kind of stuff, but it was a predetermined plan. There were certain people that they were to be there with and other people, that was a predetermined plan. So everything that has happened, there's a predetermined plan. Practicing the sovereignty of God, whether it's a hardship or not, there's, he has confidence in you, O oh Job. <laughs> oh Job. He has confidence that when you go through this, that there's a Holy Spirit thing that is happening to bring you to the place of you honoring him and he's going to make your path straight. Honoring him and you're going to affect the lives of other people around you. Wherever you are, that's where he is. Wherever you are, you're walking holy ground because of the Holy Spirit in you. Is that amazing to get to that point of your faith being strong enough to not scream like a sissy when bad stuff happens, but to start praising God and to acknowledging the signs of the times and to acknowledge that there's a predetermined plan that I'm right in the middle of. What? How am I to operate in this predetermined plan? So, go to John chapter 16, verse 33. Keep your, keep your uh, marker here in Acts 4, but go to John chapter 16. And the signs of the times for you and me, Jesus had some words for his disciples, which ring true for you and me today. Verse 33, he says, These things that I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Now that's enough right there because there's nothing like peace when stuff is happening. He said, I've spoken these words that in me you may have peace. And he says, in the world you will have tribulation. This is in the scripture. When you came to Christ, did you think you were going to live in a rose garden and everything was going to be sweet? Well, maybe for some of you, like for me, it was like that first month I was on cloud nine. And it was like this was, and then the training began. (laughs) And then he said, experiencing me in the training. So he says, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the stuff or I have overcome the world. If you've believed in the Lord Jesus, you have overcome the world. Go back to 1 John chapter uh, 5. So almost back uh, at Revelation. If you go back to Revelation, thumb your way back in. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. Just, just to bring home um, this predetermined plan of God's and acknowledging Him and His plan. 
First John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith or our belief. This is it. And then he explains what that belief is or what that faith is. He, he, uh, he asks this question, who is he who overcomes the world? And he answers it by saying, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. <laughs> he came into the world to reverse the curse that he would take it full on. God demonstrates his old love toward us and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We cannot deny that kind of love. To be born again. He told Nicodemus that day, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you have this born again, unless you believe. And so he goes on in John chapter uh, 3 in making that statement to Nicodemus and then he makes this statement And he says, for God so loved the world that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's born again. It's by believing in this love of the Father sending his only son into the world to pay for our sins that we would have life with him forever. So acknowledging God in these times means trusting this message to be true whether you feel it or not that it's true. And you live your life in accordance with Jesus' teaching about life. Okay. So, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him. And he will what? He will direct your paths or make your path straight. So, What have we learned so far? The disciples acknowledge God and they begin praising him. Then they acknowledge God in the signs of the times. And then they're going to acknowledge God in their part or our part. So go back to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. We ended at verse 28. To do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. And so, now they do this ask. So maybe you're thinking right now, I do this. I start my prayers off in the morning by praising God. Maybe you're one of those people that you go out in your field or you go outside and you... You have to just take in the air and you have to just, you take off your shoes and you have to feel God's creation. Maybe you're one of those people in the morning that you do this and you just, I just want to praise you. Maybe you're doing that. You start your prayers off by praising God. And maybe you've recognized that you've also started your prayers off by acknowledging the stuff that's going on and that, God is sovereign and that he's doing something in you. He's rearranging thought processes in you that instead of being critical, that you're going, I don't want to be critical. I want to learn what you want me to learn. Maybe some of you are in this room. Maybe all of you are going, every day I say to God, make me teachable. Help me to learn something today. Help me to love today. Help me for the people around me to know 
that I love them. Maybe that's what your prayer life is in the morning going, I, I see the times. So here's their request and maybe it be, can become yours too. Watch this. Verse 29. They said, now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servant, your servants, that with all boldness they may speak your word. Boldness. Boldness. The first thing that they pray, pray for is boldness to speak the name of Jesus. Has that been your prayer? That when maybe, Lord, when I go to the grocery store, if there's an opportunity, may, may, may I speak the name of Jesus? May I speak the name of Jesus with a coworker when he, when he comes to me or she comes to me and, and, and is telling me her problems, I can speak the name of Jesus with boldness. Who Jesus is, that Jesus is the son of God, that he came and he died on the cross for your sins to be forgiven, that he rose again and gave you power to live this life for all eternity. So they said, Lord, Look on their threats and grant to us your servants with all boldness that they can speak your word. So your servants, your servants. Do you know if you've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, your nickname is servant? (laughs) You come into a room and you're looking for how to serve. Where do I serve? That's your new role. It's not how to be served. You're becoming more like Jesus. So you walk in going, where can I help? Is there something I can do? Maybe you come into a room and you're, you're seeing somebody standing off in, in the side and they're not in the group and maybe you're the one going, I need to go and, and pull this one into the group. But your, your nickname is servant since you've trusted in Christ. You're looking for how do I serve like Jesus served whatever place I am? Where can that help? Where can I share the love wherever I am? Well, you servant to the Most High God. So they said, your servants with boldness that I won't speak. We're seeing this all over the place. You start talking about Jesus and you're going to get in trouble. Years ago, I shared this years ago. I was doing uh, commercial refrigeration, as some of you know. And so I'm in this break room in this one grocery store and I'd become friends with most of the workers there. They'd seen me come and go and and so um, I don't know who I was talking to, but we had this conversation about God and uh, creation, and, and it was so wonderful. And so we were engaging in God, and then I said the most powerful name I could ever say, and I said, it's so amazing that it's in Jesus that, that we can live because Jesus is the Son of God. All of a sudden, this person across from me their face went from all smiles to God is the creation and God is love to just anger. And, and they began just spitting words of, how can you say that? And, oh, oh, oh. and I just went, I, it was in me, I just was so surprised. And, and I thought in me, I thought, I thought we were friends. I thought I could freely speak where I am and so we engaged on this God thing about all creation. But when I said the name of Jesus, everything changed. Is that amazing? And so we never spoke after that. It was like, it was like, oh, there is a different spirit. When someone reacts that way to the name of Jesus, instead of 
the love that Jesus displayed and his healing powers and casting out demons and dying on the cross for our sins, there's something that the enemy has done to warp people's minds that there's something bad about Jesus. So that's what I mean about speaking boldness. This day and age, you speak the name of Jesus, watch out. You can speak the name of God and creation. That's what I found out. Everybody loves hearing about that. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people that don't have a problem with that. But you say, can I pray for you in Jesus' name? That divides the men from the boys right there. But be ready. Be ready to speak with boldness. So they said, grant your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word, the word of truth. Okay? So the second thing they asked was that by stretching out, verse 30, your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done to the name of of your holy servant Jesus. So the second thing they asked was, if I could kind of condense this, was to ask for help us to display love as Jesus did. So they said, and that stretching out your hand to heal. Well, what had just happened? Peter and John were used by the Holy Spirit to, to heal a man. So they're saying, Lord, may we be able to speak with boldness like Peter and John, and may we be able to participate in your healing and your mighty wonders, your powers, your signs that can only be done by you. That's, that's what they're saying. And isn't that a beautiful thing to pray? That you and I can be a part of that healing process by simply praying for people. And we don't know at that specific time, that might be when God will say, I'm going to heal. Or another miraculous sign may be done that the Holy Spirit wants to use you. But you and I, to be praying this, to be in tune saying, Lord, whatever you want to do. Now, whether it's a miracle or healing, that platform right there, and I think that's what they're looking for. That platform right there means that people's lives are going to be changed. That then, because the third one then is, the first one is to be bold, to speak your word. The second one is to show love by these signs and wonders done through your hand and in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So wouldn't that be incredible for all of us together to pray those three things every day? Wouldn't that be amazing? I wonder what God would do. I wonder what God would do because those are, those are God-sized prayers. So it's not just, you know, uh, help me to get through this day. Help me, Lord. Help me, me. I need me, me, me. This is God's kingdom, God's kingdom. So the first thing they did was they acknowledged God in praise. So when stuff happens, our first reaction, that knee-jerk reaction is to begin praising God He's the power. He's the beauty. He's created all things. The second thing is to acknowledge him in his times. And the third thing is to acknowledge him in our part 
in his kingdom plan. And you know his heart is about the souls of people around you. He has positioned you right there on purpose in the middle of people that need to hear about Jesus. And the way that you gain that access is by doing good, is by loving them. And maybe God would use you to do a miracle of healing. Maybe God would use you to do some powerful things. But you and I lining up ourselves with God's plan and saying, so that we would speak the name of Jesus. Everything we do is so that we can gain that place to speak the name of Jesus. Because in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Saved or not saved, every knee is going to bow <laughs> before the Lord. So as we're coming to a close here, we're talking about reflexes, reflexes, and that knee-jerk re- reflex action when stuff happens. May it more and more in you and I be known that we go to prayer right away, that connection with God, and we begin praising God right away. That's our first response, first response. I believe that God has called us to be a house of prayer, not just evergreen, but all over, so that that's what we'd be known for, is that, man, when I talk to them, they seem to want to pray all the time. You know, they got in trouble for doing something good. Maybe you can get in trouble for doing something good and praying for people. (laughs) What happened to you? I was arrested because I started praying for somebody. So, um, whatever's happening, we are to reflect God's mercy, His grace, His power. So Ephesians 2, 8 8 through 10 says... um, Why don't you go there in our closing? Ephesians. Ephesians. So you're after Acts and you go through uh, Romans and 1st and 2nd Corinthians, uh, Galatians, and then Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. This is that acknowledging the sovereignty of God and his plan for using you and me. It says, verse 8, for by grace... You have been saved. By grace, you've been saved through faith or through belief. It's by His grace. Not that you just tried harder or you just figured it out. It's by His grace. And that grace is love that He handpicked you. If you've believed on the Lord Jesus, He has handpicked you. You are vital to His kingdom plan. So it says, By grace, you've been saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Lest anyone should boast. Right? There's a lot of religions around that there's this work-based thing that you hit all these marks and then you're a wonderful person. But he says, no, it's grace. It's grace you receive. There's no boasting in it. You can't pat yourself on the back that God has chosen you. Not because of your looks or how tall you are or how smart you are. Whatever. That sovereignty of God. So, not of works lest anyone should boast. And then verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, watch this, for good 
works that he prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. So you've been set up, just in case you didn't know. You've been set up by God for a lot of good stuff. You can look in the past yourself and go, boy, there's been a lot of stuff that God has blessed me with through the years. You know that he's been bringing you along. So you've been set up to do good, it says right there. You've been to do good. They're all ready for you to walk in. You can't do it, though. I can't do it unless I'm in the Spirit, unless I've been born again, first of all, by believing in Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection, but believing in his Holy Spirit that he poured out on us. In Acts, that's where it all starts. He says, go and wait, and when you receive power, you will be my witness. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, to be my witness wherever you are. So, the question I have for you in closing, I just got a couple of minutes. What is something helpful that you do so that you can be in the Spirit or full of the Spirit? What is something that you do that helps you be in that zone of being filled with the Spirit? Because that's this new life that we're living in. What is something that you do that you'd like to just share that you do to keep yourself there or to go there because the truth is is that we go in and out of being filled with the spirit don't we and no wonder why Paul says be filled with the spirit don't be controlled by wine but be controlled by the Holy Spirit okay so what is one thing that you do Carol what is one thing you do to be in that zone of the Holy Spirit okay Songs, and that's what Ephesians chapter 5 says. Isn't it? Speaking to one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. So, Carol, anybody else say, songs do it for me, singing songs to God? That's a praise, isn't it? So in the morning when you wake up with a song, you are already started that whole thing of acknowledging God. Okay? So song. Anybody else want to add to that? Prayer. Okay? You're, just, you're connecting with God right away. So you're singing about God, you're connecting with God. This is what helps you and I to be in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. Pray. Pray, singing, anybody else? Yes, Carol. Like yesterday I was just uh, having kind of a deja vu thing, (laughs) and I just felt something kind of trepidation, so just I went right to prayer for whatever I thought. It might have been vain imagination, Okay. I thought I'm just going to cover it with prayer anyway, so kind of praying in my spirit because I couldn't pray out loud sort of thing. Okay. Where she was at, she was saying that she couldn't pray out loud, but she could pray in her spirit. And so when this thought came in, she didn't know what the trouble was, but she began praying right away. So that knee-jerk reaction for us is prayer. Praising God, starting off singing songs. Anybody else, how do we stay there? Yes. Being grateful and thankful to God, right? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, everything give thanks. And so there we go. Um, giving thanks to God, that's practicing the sovereignty of God too, isn't it? That he's, things are working out or things will work out. Okay, anybody else? Glenn.
Okay. Okay. Glenn says, if you can, get alone with God. Get the distractions out of the way. Get your phone out of there, right? <laughs> get the computer out of there so that... And you know that's... Uh, you can see the enemy doing that where our society is occupied with you've got to have the TV on, you've got to have this on, you've got to have that on. Just being alone with God, that kind of takes some practice to be just okay with God alone and acknowledging Him there. Anybody else? Reading my Bible, there we go. Renewing your mind on the Word. I don't know about some of you, but when my mind has got some stinking thinking going on and I'm trying to go to sleep at night, I have to just get up and go, oh, get me. And I start reading and just go, get my mind back where it needs to be. Mm, That's good. It's a good way to fall asleep too, isn't it? So many times my Bible goes, (laughs) Oh, you're asleep, Steve. Put that down. Anybody else? Another one? Yes. Terry. Um, I pray every morning. And I morning. Ask God to, to forgive me of my sins. Forgiveness. Asking for forgiveness. And also to help me to obey his commandments. Okay, so praying. Help, help me to obey. All right. Well, our time is over. My timekeeper said time is up. And so um, take home with you what you've heard here. Remember when we started? We started out this morning and I prayed and said, Lord, is there something I need to learn personally? And you needed to learn something here today just for you. So receive that from the Lord. Receive that and say, thank you, Lord. I needed to hear. Maybe somebody said one thing that just helped you. But I also agreed with the Lord that as a group, we needed to hear something as a group here today. Um, We need each other. Fellowship is key. We need to leak arms with each other because uh, Satan wants to distract us from the group and then attack us, right? So acknowledge God in our praise. Acknowledge God in the signs of the times. Acknowledge God by asking, how can I participate? Give me the boldness to speak Jesus. Give me the the healing that I can do in helping others. And help me to speak the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for meeting us here. Your Holy Spirit is with us. And so we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that we've been connecting with you this morning. We start out singing to you this morning. We, we start out greeting one another here this morning. And, and Lord, we're just closing our time just thanking you. And as Nicole just plays over a song, just we thank you for your peace. We thank you for this oasis that you've just given us a place to regroup and get ready to, to live out the week that you've planned good works for us to do. And it is spreading your kingdom. So we thank you, Lord God. Trust in the Lord, whatever's going on, with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.